Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Let's get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we again try to be the best versions of ourselves that we can as we try to continue to serve our Lord. Today's topic, what we want to talk about, it's simply entitled, I promise you are not forgotten. I promise that you are not forgotten. Have you ever felt like, and I'm just I'm just speaking out loud here. You ever felt like you've been you've been forgotten? You ever feel like, um, like you're not, I guess noticed is the right word. Uh, kind of like you don't have a place. You don't you don't know where to go. Uh, just just a kind of myriad of of questions that you have in your mind right now. You ever feel that way before? And here's you know, obviously. We feel that way towards each other, you know, sometimes we feel lonely when we don't have whatever, but what about when you feel like, like when God's forgotten you, then what do you do? How do you, how do you keep trusting him when he doesn't answer? How do you keep being faithful when nothing's working, right? And so that's what we want to talk about today, so. Our topic is, I promise, I promise you are not forgotten. And what we're going to do, we're going to look actually at the life of Jeremiah. It's a book that is really not studied as much as it should be. Um, But, I mean, the life of Jeremiah and the things that he went through there in that book, uh, it's we can take some great lessons from him and what he went through. So we're going to look at the life of Jeremiah, and then we're going to look at a couple other verses uh, to help us kind of prove this point that we're not forgotten. All right. So so let's get started. But before we get into the text, I want to get into this first. Uh, I remember in college, um, I took a psychology course. And for for you guys that are taking uh, psychology in high school or in college, you're going to study this uh, this topic. And uh, you can actually you can look it up. But I'm looking at a picture right now and it's called of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right. It's every human beings basic need in life right and it's basically a diagram i remember the teacher drawing a diagram on the board basically of a triangle all right and at the bottom of that triangle you you have your basic needs so you have your psychological needs right or your 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 physical needs not psychological your physical so you know food water warmth rest you need that right and then on top of that block then you have your safety needs so you want to feel secure, right? You always want to feel safe. You never want to feel like you're in danger. You never want to feel like you're in the face of danger all the time. And so those are the two basic needs that we need, right? Then on top of the safety needs, then it goes up to belonging and love. And so every human being wants to belong. You want to have intimate friendships. You want to have intimate relationships, right? We need to feel like we belong somewhere. We need to feel like we belong with someone. Like we need to feel that, right? That's a basic need. Then you've got on top of the belonging, then you have esteem. So you got, you know, feeling of accomplishment. You want to feel like you're actually doing something, right? You don't want to go through life not feeling like you're accomplishing anything, right? And then finally... On top of the esteem needs is basically self-actualization, basically saying that, you know, you come to a point where you've reached your full potential, right? And so that's the hierarchy of needs. 
And if you think about it, that's this pretty much true. That's kind of the things that we need as human beings. But what happens spiritually when you do what God says, you do what he wants you to do. You live the way he wants you to live, right? But then those needs, you feel like those needs aren't met. So how do you keep how do you keep going, right? So look at this. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 20. And again with this podcast, you know, we use the scripture to help uh with everything that we talk about, right? Because obviously, you know, the psych stuff, it can be somewhat of an aid, but you got to be careful with that stuff. But the scripture will always be the number one main source for for, for whatever we need, right? And so let's go to Jeremiah chapter 20. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 20. Actually, no, before we start there, before we start there, turn to chapter one. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Go to chapter one of Jeremiah. Now, remember, here in chapter one, God calls Jeremiah to do a great work, just as he calls you and I to do a great work. And notice this. Notice the language that God is giving to Jeremiah, right? If you look at uh, verse uh, number four, let's start there. And notice how God starts to speak to Jeremiah. Verse 4, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I, I can't speak, I'm a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I send thee. Whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am able to deliver thee, right? Said the Lord. So the Lord is giving him all these promises that number one, I'll be with you. Number two, I'll tell you what to speak. And then number three, I will deliver you. He's giving out all these guarantees that if you do what I say, I am going to do all this for you, right? That's that's beautiful language right there, right? Now, keep that in mind here, okay? Now, let's jump to chapter 20 of Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah goes and speaks to the people and does what the Lord wants him to do. Says what the Lord wants him to say. Then, next thing you know, here in chapter 20, I want you to, we're not going to read the whole chapter, but if you look at verse number 1 through uh, at least 10, he meets a, a ruler named Pashur. And Pashur was was the priest or, or the chief governor. And Pashur, uh, he beat Jeremiah because of the words that he spoke. He hurt Jeremiah because of the words that he spoke. Whoa, hold up. Time out, time out. God, I thought you said in chapter 1, I thought you said you would deliver me. I thought you said you would protect me. I thought you said you would be with me. Why am I getting beat up right now? Let's let's keep going. Now, this is Jeremiah's situation. Now, notice his words that Jeremiah speaks, starting in verse number seven. Watch this, guys. Oh, Lord. What is what does Jeremiah say? Oh, Lord. Thou hast deceived me. Stop. Remember, what are we talking about? We're talking about, I promise you're not forgotten, right? Does God give us the same promises that he gave Jeremiah? Will he be with us? Yes. Will he help us with whatever we need? Yes. But what happens when we do what he says, 
and then more hurt comes on us than good. What do we say in our minds, just like Jeremiah just said? God, you deceived me. You gave me all these guarantees. You said you would always be with me. You said you would always protect me. You said you would always help me. But where are you now? You know, let, let's let's stop for a second. Think about if if um, if this happened with a friend of yours, right? And let's say this friend of yours gave you this guarantee. Listen, man, I'm always going to help you. I'm always going to do this. I'm always going to do that, right? Or they give you guarantees with money. Hey, if you do this, I'll give you this, right? You can You can say whatever guarantee you want. But then when the time comes for you to cash in on that guarantee, and then they're not ready to pay up on that guarantee, how do you feel towards that person? You deceived me. You tricked me. You told me all those lies. Nah, I'm done. You deceived me, right? We do that with the Lord sometimes. God, you you told me all this. Why, why are you tricking me? Why am I doing all this just to get beat? What what are you trying to prove? What do you you see what I'm saying? This is how Jeremiah feels. Have you ever felt that way with the Lord? Have you ever felt like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, you know, I had a friend of mine. I, he was uh, we were talking in his office one time. He said, you know, sometimes he said, sometimes, you know, you find yourself kind of arguing with the Lord. You know, like, what are you doing? Why is this? And, and not in a in a way you talk to someone else, but respectfully, you're like, Lord, what's going on? Lord, you said you would do this. You said you would protect me. You said you would provide for me. What's going on? This is exactly what Jeremiah is feeling, right? So here he continues. Oh, Lord, you deceived me. I was deceived. But notice what he says. Thou art stronger than I. And you have prevailed. And notice, look what Jeremiah says. I'm in derision daily. And everybody mocks me. You ever feel that way before too? Lord, I got problems every single day. Then on top of those problems that I got every single day, when somebody mentions my name, they laugh. Look at, look at Jordan over there thinking he's actually doing something with his life. Look at Jordan actually thinking he's doing something. Look look at what he's doing. They laugh. What, Lord, what? you tricked me. What? <laughs> this not, the joke's not funny, Lord. It's, it's not. That's exactly how Jeremiah feels, right? Now let's keep going. Verse number eight, for since I spake, I cried out. Notice what he said. Since I spoke the words that you told me to spoke, the words that you told me you would be with me when I spoke these words, I've been crying out ever since. I haven't been having any joy. I've been crying. I cried out violence and spoil because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and I'm in derision daily. He's saying, look, Lord, because of the words you're telling me to speak, I'm in derision daily. Nothing great is happening from what you're telling me to speak. You know, sometimes you're going to feel that way as a, as a Christian. You're going to live the way the Lord wants you to live. You're going to obey what the Lord wants you to say. But then your life is not going to, what's the word? Your life's not going to reflect what you think it should be. So how do we get through this? Well, let's keep looking at what at the life of Jeremiah. Verse number nine. Then I said, I will not make mention of him. Talking about God. 
nor speak any more in his name. Stop right there. You ever feel like that before too? Because of the way that you live and because of how you lived, sometimes you feel like because you serve the Lord and because your life isn't pleasant because you serve him, you want, I'm done. I'm done speaking in God's name. I'm done living for him. I'm done living this way because living this way is not helping me anyway. Why not? I can just go out there and live just like the world, right? And they, they've got more than I got, and I'm trying to do what's right. So why am I over here struggling, living for you, when I could be doing whatever I want to do and getting everything I want? Why not? You see, Jeremiah, remember, we're talking about the human needs. Jeremiah's expressing his need. Lord, I've got no security. I've got no security. I've got no food. I've got no intimate relationship with anybody. And right now, it seems like I don't have any relationship with you or you don't have a relationship with me. You see how Jeremiah is feeling? Jeremiah is giving us his emotions right now. Have you not felt like this before? I know I have. Especially, you know, as a preacher of the gospel and as a single preacher, it's like some of my friends like to say, it's, it's hard in these streets. You know, it's it's not easy. It is not at all. And sometimes you feel like, ah, all right, you know what? I, why am I even preaching? This is what Jeremiah is saying. Lord, why am I even being a prophet for you right now? What's the, I got nothing. I got nothing. And, and here here's here's an insider of, and I'm just gonna give you an example just so you can kind of relate. And I hope you relate to this as well. You know. When I got back from the school of preaching, from the Memphis School of Preaching, there were times, and I'm being, I'm just being honest with you, so you, so we can kind of understand and have the mind of Jeremiah here. Sometimes I wish I didn't go. Sometimes I wish I didn't go to the school. Sometimes I wish, Lord, I wish I wasn't doing it because I'm just like Jeremiah. My life's not reflecting what you promised. My life is not reflecting that you would always be there. My life is not reflecting that all these needs have been met. Right? And so I I'm I was just I I could relate to Jeremiah right here when he said, "I'm not going to speak of his name anymore." Why why did I even go? Right? Have you ever felt that way before? As a Christian person, have you felt that way? Why am I why am I doing this? Why am I trying to, to be a great example? Why am I trying to live the way the Lord wants me to live? When all, all bad's coming to me anyway. So so why am I trying to do the right thing when I know bad's going to come? What, what am I doing? Remember what we're talking about here. I promise you are not forgotten, right? Let's keep going. Look at, uh, look at, but look at how we contrast this. And I can relate to verse number nine. He says, I will not make mention of him or I won't speak any more in his name. But notice what he says. But <clears throat> my, my dad taught me this. Whenever you see but in the Bible, B-U-T, whatever's been said before, what comes after the word but is going to be a totally different contrast from what's been said. So notice what he says. But his word was in my heart. And it was burning like a fire and it was shut up in my bones. 
and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. You know, I got to the point where I wanted to quit too. But then I was invited to preach one 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 Sunday somewhere. And after I got done preaching, I said, there's nothing else in this world to me that feels that awesome when I'm preaching. Nothing. Nothing feels that way. And Jeremiah said, look, I know all this is happening in my life, but I can't stop, dude. Like, it's in my blood. It's in my bones. I I have to preach. I'm telling you how I feel, God, but I'm not going to quit. Right? This is exactly how Jeremiah feels. You ever feel how he felt here? Remember, we're talking about, I promise, I promise you're not forgotten. The Lord didn't forget about Jeremiah because he was always with him. He was always with And notice how his language changes. Jump down to verse number 12. Actually, verse number 11. But the Lord is with me. Sometimes you have to remind your own self, God is with me, right? He's a mighty and terrible one. Therefore, all my persecutors, all the people that talk about me, all the people that laugh at me, all the people that did all this stuff to Jeremiah, they shall stumble and they will not and they shall not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed. They shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. But, O Lord of hosts, you try the heart of the righteous and you see the reins of the heart. Let me see thy vengeance on them for unto thee I have opened my cause. Sing unto the Lord and praise the Lord for he has delivered me the soul of the poor from the hand of the evildoer. You see how Jeremiah's mind totally switched when he thought about God. He thought about what he can do to his enemies. He thought about what he can do to help him. You know, sometimes when you feel like you're forgotten by people, when you feel like you're forgotten by friends, when you feel like you're you're just in general forgotten, you have to remind yourself about God and who he is. You know, the scripture talks about being still and knowing that I am God. And I believe in the next couple of verses, it talks about remember the things that I've done. You know, we gain strength when we feel forgotten, when we actually sit back and remember what the Lord can actually do in our lives. And that's exactly how Jeremiah felt here. And that's what he expressed here, right? And so... I want you to notice these couple verses to encourage us. Go to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41. And I want you to start. Um, let's start in verse verse number 10. That's the right one. Yes, verse number, verse number 10. Now notice what he says here. Isaiah 41 uh, verse 10. Fear thou not. Why? For I am with thee. Neither be thou dismayed. For I am thy God. I 
will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold thee with my right hand of righteousness. Notice how many personal pronouns God just used there. I am yours, Jordan. Everyone can laugh at you, but I'm yours. I'm your God. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to. I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I will uphold you with my right hand. You know, here's the thing about the right hand in scripture. Anytime you see that, I'm going to do this with my right hand. I will do this with my right hand. It always means it's my strongest move, basically. Basically, it means it's it's the strength of everything that I have. God said, I'm going not only I'm not going to I'm going to be your God. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to uphold you. And I'm going to do it with everything I got with my right hand. Let me ask you this question. If God is going to help us with everything that he's got on his right hand, he's going to give us the best of what he's got, right? Who sits? Who sits at the right hand of God right now? It's Jesus, isn't it? He sits at the right hand. So guess who's going to help us? God and Christ. How amazing is that, right? So you can't say as a Christian, I'm forgotten. You may be by people. Now, I'm not going to deny that. You may be forgotten by people. But you'll never be forgotten by God. And so sometimes I wondered how people like Jeremiah, people like Christ, people like Job, people like Joseph, people like Abraham, how could they get through that stuff when it was just them? Nobody believed in them. Nobody thought they'd do something, right? How did they how did they do that? They did it because when people weren't there, they never blamed God for not being there. Does that make sense? When people weren't there, they still didn't blame God for not being there. Job kept his integrity, right? And so here's one thing that we have to develop. We have to learn, just as it says, uh, what was the verse? It's in Second uh, Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith. And not by sight. So we got to learn to walk. Here, here's how I define it. Faith. Okay, let, let's go with what we're talking about here. We're talking about not being forgotten, right? Even though, let's say you are forgotten, right? Let's say you are. Faith for you and faith for me is the ability to see what you can't see despite what you can see. You see what I'm saying? So what do you see right now in your life? Do you see friends all, all around you? What if that's a no? Do you have intimate relationships? What if that's a no? 
Do you have financial? Do you have secure? Are you secure financially? What if that's a no? Faith, even if you don't have none of that stuff physically. For the Christian, faith is the ability to see what you can't see despite all the stuff that I can see. You have to have that ability. That's how these guys, and I finally figured it out. That's how these guys can get through what they went through. Because Job, look what he can see. You guys understand where I'm going? Look where, look what Job can see right now, physically. My wife doesn't support me. My kids are gone. My money's gone. My lifestyle's gone. My friends are gone. My life is gone. Everything that I can see, I don't have zip. I got nothing. But even though I see all this stuff, I'm going to have faith despite what I can see right now. That's how we did it. So how are you going to get through feeling forgotten? How are you going to get through whatever you're going through? Forget what you can see. You need to focus and you need to focus on on what you can't see. And that's having faith. Because Hebrews chapter 11 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Can you see stuff you hope for? No. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of what? Of things not seen. I got no evidence that heaven exists. I got no evidence of a lot of things but I got faith so guess what I can see it I got no money God's gonna help me I can see it I got no relationships I got no friends I got faith cause I can see it all my physical needs aren't being met I got faith I can still see it Despite all the junk that I can see. You see what I'm saying? That's the ability that you got to have. And so today. I hope this has encouraged you. That if you've been feeling left out. If you've been feeling like you don't have a place. If you've been feeling like you've been forgotten. You're not. At least by God. You know other people may have forgotten you. But God. He's the only person that matters, that knows you, right? And so I hope that you will let the Lord help you, that you will let the Lord be your God. You will let the Lord strengthen you. You will let the Lord uphold you with his right hand. If you want to listen to more of the podcast, you can follow on Spotify. You can follow on iTunes. You can subscribe on YouTube. Uh, You can find it through all those outlets. You can also find it through LinkedIn as well. And here's one thing I also like to promote. If you want to learn more about the Bible, if you want uh, an opportunity to uh, to to study more, um, we've I've got a great opportunity for you. So here at the Collinsville Church, 
we've started, uh, it's actually called the St. Louis School of Biblical Studies. I'm an instructor, and my father is an instructor. Uh, there will be more added on later. Uh, but if you would like to learn more about the scripture, you can visit www.stlbs.com. Uh, let me let me make sure that's right really quick. I'm actually on the internet right now, so I want to make sure I give you guys stlsbs.org, and that's the homepage for the the School of Biblical Studies, and you'll find. Uh, the message you'll find that you can live stream the class and so you can have two options you can either uh, go through the courses and it, it's free right there's no charge for anything it's absolutely free and so you can go through the courses you can do one two things you can watch online and you can just audit the class you can just sit there and just and just listen and just get what you want that way or you can actually enroll in the course and once you enroll in the course, once you get done with all the all the classes, you can actually get basically the same degree that I got from the Memphis School of Preaching, right? And so if you want to if you want to study more, if you want to grow your faith more, if you want to do this, visit the visit the site. If you got more questions, DM me on Twitter. If you got more questions, DM me on Instagram, right? Do do whatever you got to do and we can learn more together, right? If you like this podcast and you want more good teaching, this is a great opportunity. So uh, I encourage you to do that, and I thank you guys for your support of the gospel, and I hope that we can continue to let the Lord help us in whatever we do. Thanks, guys.